Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. This is Jim Oliver, your host. And with me today, I've got a special guest that's going to talk about acquiring businesses and how we do that. And uh, Dominic Rinaldi is our guest. Welcome, Dominic. Hey, Jim. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, you're welcome. So, Dominic, first, let's just kick it off by just give us a, maybe a 60-second or 120-second, you know, your background, kind of how you got to where you are today. Just a quick story. Sure. So I'm the owner and managing partner of Sun Acquisitions. It's a mergers and acquisitions firm headquartered in in Chicago. And we help owners of privately held companies acquire or sell businesses. We work in a broad range of industries. Like I said, privately held, probably companies that do anywhere from two to 50 million in annual revenues. I have 15 advisors. Uh, We've been around for 20 years. We're approaching 400 transactions as a firm. So uh, we've got a lot of experience and I've got a lot of depth on my team. I'm also the host of the M&A Unplugged podcast, which is going to be launched uh, June 18th. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the new podcast. Thanks. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. You learn every week is what I'm learning. I'm about 32 episodes in, I think, but I get to talk to great people like you that, that bring perspective. So when I think of buying a business and I own some businesses and I always think to myself, you know, there's one business I just think about in particular, and I think it could be a billion dollar business. It could at least be a hundred million dollar business. And I'm talking about what somebody would pay for it. Do you help people kind of project and plan when you say how to sell your business? Do you help people with that? Like, okay, what do we need to get to to where that business is going to be worth that amount of money? So we don't offer consulting services per se, but that is part of the conversation uh, almost 100% of the time. So we might meet people at some point in time and they're not quite ready, whether it's because they're not emotionally ready, they're not financially ready. And so we'll work with them and point out the things that drive value in their business and the things that they should be paying attention to so that when they are ready, uh, emotionally or financially that, you know, they've put the business in the best light possible uh, so that the, the broadest number of buyers are going to be attracted to it because the more buyers that you can attract to your business, the higher your value is going to be. And so we won't work with them on the, you know, the steps to improve in all of those areas, but uh, we can point out all of the things they need to do to get, get to where they want to be. That's awesome. You know, we use a, a concept called infinite banking concept. I don't know if, how familiar you are with this, but where you have money in this tax shelter, this insurance, especially designed insurance contract, and then you get to use the insurance company's money while your money stays there. You collateralize it and it stays there and grows. So one of the things that I really like about that and the audience, a lot of people in the audience do infinite banking, but then what I, I don't have to choose to take my money out of the account that it's in to go buy this new business. I can collateralize it and use the insurance company's money to go buy the new business. As the new business cash flows, I can pay back the loan to the insurance contract. And then, and, and, and really, they can't deny me the loan. So I think that 
the thing that I like about what you're doing is it is it fits perfectly with people that are doing infinite banking. So what's the process? Let's and and I am interested in buying more businesses. So what would the process be if I just come to you and I say, hey, I don't want to invest in Wall Street. I I do invest in real estate, but right now, let's say if I'm going to invest in Southwest Florida, the prices are high. It's just really not the time to dive into the to that real estate market. What and and you know you you've talked briefly about some of the returns. Tell me the process. Tell me how I would start, or tell me what you guys would do for me. So uh, you know, Jim, it depends on how strategic you want to be, and you should always be strategic, but uh, do you want to go out and, and look for acquisitions in a particular sector, or do you want to be more opportunistic? So uh, for, for buyers that come to us and say, look, you know, I want to be more opportunistic, and when you get stuff that looks interesting, I'd appreciate you letting me know, and you know, uh, maybe we'll go down the path and take a look at those opportunities. And you know, I've got 40,000 people in my database here in Chicago, and so we've got a lot of people that we bring our deals to all the time who just want to be opportunistic. And so, you know, deal might, you know, strike their fancy and, and off they go. But we have a separate side to our business, which is our buy side practice. On that side of our practice, we work with companies and, and high net worth individuals who want to be really strategic. Uh, so a good example is recently we represented two partners who wanted to acquire an aerospace business. And uh, so we went out and, and we, we did our research on the marketplace and they wanted a national search. So we, we did some research on a national basis to figure out how many companies fit their criteria. And once we had that list and we knew that it would, you know, we could potentially make a market for them, they decided to engage us. Now we went out into the marketplace on their behalf and help them acquire a business. Their process happened, we hit the nail on the head with these guys. Um, It doesn't usually happen this quickly, but inside of seven months, they found and acquired a business. That's that's highly unusual. Usually takes about a year or more to find something, but we had about 350 targets, and we do multiple rounds um, uh, calling and emails and, and letters to the owners of those companies, and and then, you know, we start to engage those owners to see who's, you know, maybe interested in selling. And then we go down the path representing our clients in every phase of that acquisition. So, you know, we'll vet the client for them. We'll gather the financial information. We'll be there for all the meetings. We'll uh, uh, value the business for them. We'll tender the offer. We'll help them line up money if they need money, uh, whatever it takes. The, the only thing we don't do in a transaction is we're not attorneys. Mm-hmm. So we, we can't do all that final paperwork. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a full service, uh, you know, product and service that, that we offer. So I like that. And so, okay. One of uh, my business partners who just uh, moved to Florida and I live in Southwest Florida part of the time. So if we said, Hey, we're looking for this type of business and I'm just going to make up a business. I'm looking for somebody wanting to sell a storage unit business, right? Mm -hmm. Then I could say somewhere between Tampa and Naples, Florida, or Marco Island, um, could you find me that business that I, that I could buy? You guys would go out and you would do all the research. You would find everything. You'd get all the numbers and you'd walk me through that process. Yeah. So the, the, and the first part of that is, do we think we can make a market for you? 
right? So that's a pretty narrow area. The industry that you happen to call out is a very tight industry. There's been a lot of activity in, in, that, in that marketplace. So let's say that industry aside, we would do the research to understand are there enough companies in the pool from our research, we really think we're, we're going to be successful at getting you a transaction because uh, that's key. And so for every industry, that's different. But typically, you need at least 100 to 300 targets okay. in, order, in order to get one or two transactions done. Uh, it's, it, it becomes a numbers game at some point in time because as you can imagine, you know, out of 100 or 300, only a small percentage are going to raise their hand and say they're interested. Um, and so we have to know that there's a good market there and sometimes there just isn't. And we'll advise our clients that we don't think it's a good search. So either they should change the sector that they're looking at, broaden their geography, uh, broaden the size of the company they're looking at so that we can get the, you know, the right, the right target market for them. Yeah, that's awesome because, uh, you know, you brought up a great point. I gave you some narrow parameters and I was just making up kind of the, the, uh, uh, the uh, self-storage because when I'm driving around down there, I see all these massive self-storage facilities and I'm thinking, I know the economics on these things and they're, they're, they're home runs. But uh, Paul Moore, who was a guest on our show, told a story about a syndicate that bought five acres, built a storage facility, and before it was even open, sold it for a lot more money than they had in it to a REIT. And, and so you're, you're probably right that I just always wonder is, is that might not be a good sector for me to try to penetrate down there. So let me give you another scenario. I have a business that's a reverse logistics business where we uh, return, refurbish, recertify, resell electronics. So if I said, Hey, I want to buy some of my competitors around the country. Is that something where you could say, Okay, based on our research, there's this is how many competitors are out there that do what you do, and 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 this is a good target market. Exactly, that's exactly right, uh, and and we see you know we do that a fair amount of that um, where somebody wants to you know grow, and growing organically is really hard these days. I mean, the the tight labor force uh, has made it very hard to bring on good talent. And growing, you know, getting that 1% extra of market share has become hard for a lot of people, right? There's yeah. so many ways to compete out there. And generally speaking, the companies that we come across, they have pretty good balance sheets right now, pretty healthy balance sheets. So acquisitions uh, have become a, a really primary way for growth. And so, yeah, we, we do a fair amount of that. And we do a fair amount of vertical integrations where somebody says, look, you know, this is a good opportunity. We've got a lot of money sitting on the balance sheet. Maybe we need to diversify. Uh, we just did that here in Chicago with um, a company that's fourth generation. By the way, you know, I think it, the statistic is less than 5% of all family-owned businesses uh, uh, make it to the fourth generation. Wow. So fourth, fourth generation, dumbwaiter business. So dumb waiters, you know, are, are, you know, not growing like they used to, right? Mm -hmm. And they came to us and said, look, we want, we, we really need to diversify. Now, if you look at the dumbwaiter business, what do they do? They bend metal, right? So they, they have this big facility that's not in full use. And we went out and we found them another metal fabricator uh, that, that wasn't in the dumbwaiter business. So they, they merged that into their operation and became incredibly accretive. And it didn't require a retooling of their facility because they were already bending metal. Now they're just doing it for a different industry. They bought a damper business. 
So uh, whether it's competitors or vertical integration, it can make a lot of sense to do that. You know, you bring up some great points there. I really like that, by the way, because um, in that business that I was talking about, you know, that's one of the things is we're trying to find other customers and grow the customers that we have, but find other customers and um, that can use our process. So is this is this a this isn't a good fit for somebody who's an absentee or is it a good fit for somebody who's an absentee owner? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So uh, if you want to be absentee, you just have to buy a business that's got scale and infrastructure, right? right. So we see a lot of that where we've got people that come in and they've got a, a, you know, a pot of money and uh, putting it in the markets is really not the highest and best return. And so if you buy the right business that's got you know, a management team in place, uh, an infrastructure, you can't be completely absent, uh, but you, you also don't have to be there day in and day out. That's, a, that's, a, well, that's awesome. So if I'm a business owner now or I'm a successful, let's say I'm a doctor or something that I want to invest in something, and let's take the doctor who maybe sometimes they get involved in uh, fast food because that's an easy franchise to acquire and then they don't really know anything about it. There's really no management team. And a lot of times, I mean, it can be successful, but it can also end in disaster. So how would you work with somebody like that? Would you look for something in the medical side? Would you just look for something in general opportunities? You know, so we always start off with an interview. Um, and And people always come in with an idea of what they want to do. You know, unless it's a company, right, that, you know, is, is, it has a strategic plan and they know exactly what they want to accomplish. Um, people, you know, like a doctor that you point out uh, that probably doesn't really have their, their ideas fully formed, we're going to put them through an interview process. And, it, it, you know, we're going to talk to them about things they love to do. What do they do in their spare time? You know, all those sorts of things. And our team might wind up throwing a bunch of ideas at them that they, they might never have thought. Like, and do they have kids? Do they have, and, and do they have a kid that maybe just graduated school or, or, you know, graduated to had a job and maybe now they'd like to start a side business with them. Mm-hmm. We just sold a, um, an environmental business, um, to a gentleman, uh, who really bought it for his son. His son is going to run it. And his son has been in the environmental business for probably five years out of school. It was a great acquisition for them. The father's going to be in the business, but he's not really going to be there day in and day out. The son is really going to run it. And this is a perfect example. So the dad's putting his money to work, but in the process, helping his son launch a career and build value in a business. That's awesome. Um, so, we, you know, we talk about Wall Street a lot, and this podcast is, um, I don't want to say anti-Wall Street, just but it's outside of Wall Street. And what I've seen in my 30 years of wealth management is people that really make and build a lot of wealth, I've just not seen a lot of people do it in Wall Street. I mean, if you have the right system, yeah, hedge fund manager, yeah. I mean, but but just the everyday person they, they do it by buying businesses and buying real estate, which is a business. You know, they, they treat it like a business. So just kind of run through kind of an overview. So how much money would I need to, to even get started? What kind of rate of return, you know, range would I, I mean, I'm not asking for guarantees or anything, but what have you seen in the past? And, um, you know, just because I want the audience to know, are you a good candidate? Are you not a good candidate? Do you need millions of dollars? Kind of run through that, Dominic. 
Yeah. So look, there's so many variables. That's a very hard question to answer. Um, and, and I don't know your product really that well at all, but I'm very intrigued by the way. And, and when we're done with this podcast, I want to learn about it. And I'd love to maybe have you on my podcast because I think love to. that uh, financial vehicle could be very interesting for people who want to, to acquire businesses. So, so that's not my world. That said, um, there are other vehicles out there today to go out and acquire a business where you can, uh, you know, really apply a lot of leverage uh, to, to a deal. So you have conventional loans. Uh, and conventional loans, you need a fair amount of equity and, and the banks are typically looking for, you know, darn near almost full collateral. Not always, um, but they want to know that that deal is pretty well collateralized. The equity injection on deals like that could be 30 40% of the total purchase price. And the paybacks on those loans are, you know, typically three to maybe seven years. And the interest rates, you know, can be can be pretty high. You know, it can be eight to 12% uh, nowadays. There's also a product for businesses where the loan value is less than $5 million. So it doesn't mean the purchase price is under $5 million. It just means the loan value is under $5 million. And it's something called an SBA loan. So the SBA doesn't loan directly. They do it through banks. So the SBA is guaranteeing the loan uh, that the bank is, is providing you. And in those loans, let me just use a typical kind of transaction, $5 million transaction. The buyer coming in only needs 10% of the total purchase price. So wow. $500,000. So they can get you know, $4.5 million in a loan. Typically that loan is amortized over 10 years at prime plus a couple of percentage points. Wow. And I say typically 10 because it's usually never less than 10, but it could be more than 10 if you roll in real estate with it. So in some cases, the, the SBA will do a blended amortization and you can get over 10 years. That's pretty cheap money. When you start looking at buying a business like that, you know, this is not in all cases, but that $5 million purchase, you know, you probably bought a business that's got EBITDA of a million to a million and a half dollars. Yeah. You're borrowing that money for 10 years at prime plus a couple of percentage points. That doesn't even assume that the seller might be taking back a portion of that in a seller note. And so those are pretty good economics for an acquisition. In my benchmark, you asked about rate to return. You know, my benchmark cash on cash. So what I mean is every dollar that you pulled out of your pocket and got and invested in the acquisition. So it's not just your equity infusion. How much did you spend on lawyers and accountants and miscellaneous fees and all? You pull all of that together. That's your cash injection. And so what was your what's your return on the cash flow of that business? And so if if you're not hitting at least the 20% to 30% range, then you should not be doing the transaction. Most small business transactions are easily in the 20 to 30%, if not much more than that. Right. So th that's, that's the thing that I think is exciting. And I'm hoping that the audience is getting is if you have an EBITDA of a million dollars, let's say you, you bought this business, you took 500 grand that maybe you had in a mutual fund or something where it's, it's not really been, a, it's just, you're hoping that it grows. And remember, hope is not a strategy. And 
and you take that $500,000, you do the SBA program that you just talked about and you buy a $5 million business, right? And I mean, the cash flow that you could expect from that business, especially if you don't need that cash flow to buy your groceries and pay your bills, can be flowing back through. And, we'll, and, and Dominic, I'd love to explain the infinite banking concept to you and be on your podcast, absolutely, is then that money goes back into this money pool that you get to do what? Well, once it's paid back in there, you can use it again. So you could go buy another business and another business. And all of a sudden, let's just say we don't believe in the word retirement because why would I ever want to retire from that? Right? I mean, those businesses would just go along until I either sold them or they just grew. And I'm having cash flow come in for the rest of my life. I can do that when I'm 90 years old and I don't have to like turn it off and then hope I don't run out of money, which just seems insane to me. I love, I love the concept and the, and the thought because you know what you're doing is you're leveraging, right? And I'm cool leveraging the bank's money and using other people's money to build my wealth. I'm, I love that. This is exciting. I'm getting excited. I'm, I want to go out and find some businesses just talking to you. So Dominic, how does somebody find you? How do they get started? What's the process? Sure. So you can find us on our website at sunacquisitions.com, S-U-N acquisitions.com. You can contact me personally at drinaldi, D-R-I-N-A-L-D-I at sunacquisitions.com or call our office at 773-243-1603. And, you know, if anybody's out there, you know, that's thinking about acquiring or selling a business, Tune into our new podcast, M&A Unplugged. Um, it launches on, on June 18th. We're going to be interviewing sellers and buyers and about their experiences that they've gone through in selling and buying. And we're going to bring on advisors as well that have been through the process with clients. And it's all about key learnings and helping people prepare for an acquisition or sale so they can maximize uh, their transaction. You know, if you want something in life, the best thing to do is find somebody that knows how to do it and hire them to show you how to do it. Or you can go out and try to educate yourself and have all the failures and learning and do it the hard way. But the best way is to find somebody. And Dominic, I think you're doing a great service to the community and finding uh, and showing people how to do this. And, uh, you know, I've been on your website and I've, and I've done a little bit of uh, digging around on there. It's a great website. It's very impressive. I can tell you guys know what you're doing. And I, and I just think it's a great service. So when we talk about breaking away, one of the things that we talk about is, is reading. You know, I, I'm, when I was 18 years old, somebody said to me, you got to read an hour a day. And if you do that, you'll separate yourself from everyone else. Tell me one or two books, Dominic, that's helped you build your firm or broken away or just helped with your mindset to, to do that. You know, um, the book that I always referenced, you know, my kids and to other people as a seminal book for me that really sort of changed a lot of things in my life, and I read it many years ago, was a Dale Carnegie book. And it was How to, Inf How to Make Friends and Influence People. Love it. It's, it's sort of a classic, right? And I will tell you, it was my 24th birthday, and it was, I don't know why 24 affected me. I've never had another birthday ever that's affected me, but 24 did. And I happened to take the day off from work. I read that book cover to cover, and it it literally changed the course and trajectory of my life from that point forward. And so it's always the book that I point to that 
had the most impact on me uh, personally. For my business, there's a there's a book that uh, that I love uh, called Action Selling, sort of along the uh, the lines of question based selling. But action selling is is a simpler story format of the question based selling, and and I've you know I've, it's just my philosophy. I, I want to really seek to understand what the other person is trying to accomplish, and you can't do that by talking about what your products and services are. You can only do it by asking them questions and peeling back the onion, and figuring out what's really ma- what really matters to them. And I, I found that book to be tremendous way to build my business. That's awesome. You know, when you, when you talk about asking questions, Dan Sullivan, who has strategic coach, it's out of Toronto, but he has an office in Chicago and um, he has the R factor question. And this is the question. And I love asking this question to, um, I ask this to my kids. I ask this to prospective clients is if we were sitting here three years to, from today, looking back through all of the days back to today, what has to have happened for you to feel happy with your success or your progress? And, and then you know what? You, you just shut up and listen to the person. And sometimes they'll talk for 20 minutes or 30 minutes straight telling you what they, what they want and what they're looking for. And by the way, if they don't answer that question, then the, then the answer to the question is, or, the, or what they're telling you is, I don't want to have a relationship with you. That's why it's the R factor question. Because yeah. then what you do from that question is then you look at the dangers, opportunities, and strengths to, that are, that are going to help them get there or are obstacles in their way. So I love that you're asking questions. At Create Tailwind, we always tell people that we want to create more value than we ever receive in payment. And I can tell that that's, that's a philosophy that, that you adhere to, too. So, Dominic. Thank you so much. I'd love to uh, love to be on your show. Love to tell you a little bit more about infinite banking, and I would love to have you back later to maybe go into a deep dive of maybe some of the stuff that maybe a year from now we're we're coming back on and talking about how I acquired a business using your services because I definitely want to talk to you about that. Sounds awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Uh, if you want to learn more about Dominic's services, go to his website. If you want to learn more about infinite banking, go to createtailwind.com. Have a great day. Break away. There's nothing good that happens in the herd. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.